Hello, everyone. Uh, before we get started with the episode, I uh, don't normally do this, but it is August the 24th today, and it is just a little after 8 p.m. when I'm recording this. Uh, we just got finished with the review and come to find out that, unfortunately, uh, Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt, has sadly passed away. And, of course, giving the condolences and the respect out to the family of Wyndham Rotunda. He's passed away at 36 years old, which is a, a terrible, terribly young age. And, of course, there's no information uh, in regards to the passing, but he was uh, an incredibly special and unique um uh, wrestler, performer, and I'm sure he was an incredible person. I've gotten to see him a few times live, and he was spectacular. Got to watch the debut of The Fiend at SummerSlam those many years ago with Just John. And so he's left us, so it is just me right now in the studio, but I just wanted to open up the episode because we're going to be talking about Terry Funk's passing as well. So this might feel a little bit heavy um, with a lot on the mind in the wrestling world in terms of these tragedies and just wanted to issue the condolences uh, out to everybody that is suffering at the moment. And if you are listening uh, to this episode here today and you are dealing with uh, any of these losses, if they have touched you personally, because uh, as wrestling fans, we do tend to take a lot of these characters home with us, and they become a very personal and distinct part of our lives. Uh, we would like you to know that we share in your sorrow, in your pain, and wish you all all the best. And as you listen to this episode, we hope that you might be able to find some cheer and some comfort. And to the families of the uh, past, we wish you nothing but the best uh, through this troubling time. So, respectfully, on with the show. He's got the whole world. In his hands He's got the whole world in his hands Life is so strange when you're dumb, dumb, how can you tell? Where you're going to, you can't be sure Of any situation, something could change And then you won't Colossal. 
Tassel Tassel Podcast, episode 39. One of us is dark colored and has done some time. It is I, <laughs> Captain Charisma KJ oh Johnson, alongside the American Badass. All right, so you, you, you recovered. You recovered. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. What's your name, friend? Just John. Just. John, how's it going, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. 20 years to the day. Yup, we've fucking timed it perfectly. Mm-hmm. 20 years to the day, SummerSlam 2003 review time. That's what it's all about. That's what we're here for. So welcome, one and all, for joining us. All right, another another episode, another edition of the Colossal Tussle Podcast. Another classic. <laughs> another classic episode. Another classic indeed. I've had my pizza. I've had my water. I'm ready to strap in. <laughs> so how was your lunch today? Pizza mm-hmm. and water? That's right. That's I right. like it. Pizza I like it. and water. <laughs> Respectable. Double bacon. Extra cheese. What has been going on? <laughs> what has been going on in the sport of professional wrestling, Just John? What do we want to discuss? Uh, right now, I guess all eyes are on All In. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming up this Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, so everyone's kind of focused on 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 that right now. Uh, big show! Mm-hmm. I think they sold over seventy five thousand <laughs> tickets. Like I think they <laughs> I thought you were going to say big show sold over seventy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, he might still be a draw. I, I, we don't, don't, know. I don't think. We don't know. I don't think he is. He's, his name isn't on the marquee, and oh maybe that's why God. we're not at 90,000. Maybe that's why we're oh, not the there. The Dave Big Show sells 80. Oh, my God. You never know. But, yeah, all eyes are on AEW right now. Mm. Uh, big, big pay-per-view coming up. Yes. Uh, from Wembley Stadium. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. From old Wembley. Uh, it's going to be going to be emotional. It's going to be quite a quite a night. Uh, the card is looking pretty good, looking pretty decent. Yeah, de- <laughs> decent, <laughs> decent card uh, so far. Because they do also have all out the following weekend. I think yeah. in Chicago. Is yes. it in Chicago? Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Chicago. So I, I, they, I don't think they could do the proper card they wanted because mm. they have another show, which is just. Yes. Very weird timing, especially for the magnitude of this show. Mm. I feel like you should have put all your eggs on this show here, but hey, man, mm. yeah. <laughs> they want to they do two shows. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is a momentous achievement for sure. It's uh, officially sold more than uh, WWF in, in SummerSlam 92. Yep. Uh, it has done some of the biggest numbers in terms of ticket sales in a lot of uh events not just in AEW but in uh in a large portion of North America as well yep. North American companies I should say so uh yeah do you think if this pay-per-view goes well that um you know like they're they're in proper standing to be to be some real real competition Listen, I think this is a great a great thing for them. It it's clear that they're going in the right direction, mm. but it is you know the UK. Mm. They don't get that many pay per views, 
So a lot of fans are going there because, you know, uh, it's, so you think it's, it's just because it's wrestling. Yeah. And like because of AEW. You're yeah. one of them. <laughs> Listen, one of them. It, it is a it is a good step in the right direction, but mm-hmm. had and nothing's they ever have to, good enough for you. They man. have to do an American a- soil, man. I'm a- sorry. AEW a- can't do anything right, in your opinion, huh? <laughs> uh, like the, they sell out more than eighty thousand. Bit well, it's only because anybody could do that. My God, listen, man. It's it's a step in the right direction, but I think it's gonna take more than that to to be proper competition for for the biggie mm. for the biggie interesting interesting yeah. okay well i mean listen uh yes big step in the right direction mm-hmm. um do you think uh, listen uh edge apparently is not re-signing with the wwe that was uh, that was a shocker uh-huh, yeah, yeah yeah apparently his last match he, his terms for staying had been rejected or yeah. at least uh, at least not approved of so do you think that he's AEW bound. I don't know if he's AEW bound as soon as all in. Yeah. But do you think he's AEW bound in general? It's 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 tough because if if he does go to AEW, I can see them putting that putting him in there with uh with Christian who's already there. But Christian Art is is having such a mega heel run. Right <laughs> the best TNT run even though he's not actually the TNT champion. Nah, right. So it's like I don't think they're going to want to mess with that what he has going on. Mm. So if he does I I can see him maybe later on in the year once this kind of dies down a bit they can bring in Edge. Mm. But like as far as all in I don't think we're seeing Edge in, I, in, I in doubt all in. It. Yeah. I doubt yeah. it. Cuz I don't know if it's a situation of his last match just happened to coincide with the end of his contract mm-hmm. or if his last match has happened but his contract yeah. is still ongoing which is I, always possible from what i from what i'm hearing like around the internet is that he's he still wants to go like he's not planning on on retiring mm. uh but it would be interesting to see him in in AEW there's a couple guys in there that would be an interesting fit to, to have him uh work with so mm-hmm. it It'll be, int- but again, it's it's pro wrestling. Anything can happen, so I don't put it over Tony Khan to send a private jet. <laughs> you know, fly him out. Yeah. yeah, get over yeah. here. We need to. I mean, it is interesting that Christian was inserted into a right? match just days away from the event Listen, when they- he was originally not supposed to be there. So. Yeah. And of course, AR Fox has his his visa issues, but they could have picked anyone else to mm-hmm. replace him. And they chose Christian Cage. So, so I don't know. Yeah. Christian versus Edge for the TNT title. What a way to return! Wait, what is, a way to debut! Is, is Edge's dad alive? I don't know. Okay, I have uh, no idea about cause... Papa Cope. Because <laughs> <laughs> knowing Christian, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, he would. He would go for the jugular <laughs> at the moment. It's all about, it's all about dead dads Jesus. at the moment. He loves dead dads. This is a terrible gimmick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Comes out on dynamite and he's like, listen, I heard that you had a dad. <laughs> And now he's dead. <laughs> you know, so. you know it's bad because the second he's like, "I heard you had a dad." Everyone in the crowd was like, "Oh, oh fuck!" No. 
I love it, man. I heard you had a papa. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> yes, interesting. You know what? You know what I would like to see? Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to do it, but you know what I would like to see in a little cameo, perhaps, is to have Bret Hart and Wembley. And to also have uh, the Davy Boy Smith Jr. I would like to see them both there. Davy Boy Smith, what is, what has he been up to? Like, is he still even wrestling? Well, he was he was signed to a contract to WWE, right? Where he was wrestling exclusively dark matches, and then got fired. <laughs> uh, he was in New Japan. I remember that run. I know. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's still around. I don't need to see him in a wrestling capacity. Oh, you just want to see him there? Pair of them to be there. I think that would be a special little nod to the people that last. Uh, main evented yeah. in Wembley Stadium. I think that would be a nice little touch. And it sucks that uh, Regal left to because that would have been yeah. perfect. Would have been mega. Oh my god! Mega. But uh, yeah, I mean, did you watch Dynamite? Did you see Jericho and Osprey kill it on the <laughs> microphone? Listen, I, I even tweeted it from the Colossal Tussle Twitter's account. Remember to follow us at the Colossal Tussle One on That's Twitter. Right. <laughs> But uh, I just love the that whole episode of Dynamite last night just felt so it had like this weird aura about it mm. where it was like unsettling yeah. to a point. And once that Osprey and, and Jericho uh, contract signing happened, you know, I was expecting same old, same old, mm. you know, they argue about nothing. Absolutely. Someone goes to the table. But mm. this was. This was intense. Yes, this was beautifully intense. intense. Will Osprey has this this aura about yep. him and this kind of charisma that's unlike anything. I guess you could kind of compare it to say Eddie Kingston, perhaps, mm-hmm. in the way yeah. that his his promo delivery and he can make any situation just seem real mm-hmm. in like an instant. Yeah, it yeah. was like just really talking and all of this discussion about putting his stepkid through school yeah, and yeah. being the guy to defeat uh, Omega and Okada and Jericho in two months. Yep. That's pretty good. That'll up his stock. And it's like, huh, wow. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, for, for, I think Jericho would be on the last of anybody's list as somebody that they'd want to match up against. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Jesus, what's his name? He's uh, gone. My God, my Osprey? brain is not working today. Osprey. Good Lord. Yes, yeah. Osprey. I just said the man's name. My brain is not working today. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't know the word Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> this morning completely forgot the word Kleenex. Listen, it happens, man. It happens. Honestly. But, yes, but I, yeah, I, I'd say he's on the last of everybody's list as somebody you'd want to pair him up against. Mm-hmm. Um, but be that as it may, I mean, they made me want to see it. Listen, that's, they made me want to see the match. And that's that, that, that speaks to both of their uh, mic skills because mm-hmm. when the match was first announced, you know, I'm always on Twitter and Everyone was bashing this match. They're yeah. like, who the fuck wants to see this match yeah, in 2023? You really want somebody that can kind of match up with Osprey. Exactly. But then you hear that the, uh, the, the contract signing and you're yeah. like, yeah, I want to see yeah. this now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's personal, yeah, which is great. Yeah, uh, yeah I, you, you would want to see that. But uh, uh, Jericho seems like a, a great option now in terms of a story perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Adam Cole, 
and uh, and MJF. Who's turning on who? I uh, I gotta say Adam Cole. Right. I it seems I like they're they're so. going in into that yeah. direction. Of Oddly her. enough, MJF seems to have naturally become a babyface. Yeah. And it's kind of wow. Yeah. It's, it's kind of strange. It's, <laughs> Especially with him doing the whole like. Um, you know, he, he hasn't had any friends before, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. He doesn't know how to it, – it just feels like Adam Cole is the one that's, gonna, yeah. that's going to turn. But then you also have Roderick Strong in the mist there too. Mm-hmm. So the, the main event is going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, Having yeah. them perform on the pre-show is, is kind of weird. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about that just yet. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, that is a little irritating. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm guessing – it's supposed to be uh, like they're going to lose. Yeah, and that's where the tension's yeah. going to... And that that's where the tension's going to start. Yeah. Because I don't think it would be wise for them to win the belts and then one of them turn in the end of the show. Yeah. And it's going to... Yeah, I think that would be a little odd. So I think they're going to lose in the pre-show. And then somebody's gonna have costed one of them, maybe NJF. Yeah, um, will have costed them accidentally. Uh, which perhaps. which kind of sucks because I would have wanted the the actual heel turn to happen like organically, like during mm. the match. Yeah. So for them to fight before their match, have like a little tense stare down or whatever, and then go into the match, like now we know, mm. you know. Who's yeah. who's probably gonna turn and stuff. Yeah. So that that decision was kind of weird, but again, it's also like you know the, the, I think the pre-show starts at like four. Yes. So you know maybe okay. just to get some more eyes on the pre, just to get some pe- people more interested yeah. in it. Yeah, you know, because you know, there's a lot of people that might not even know that it starts that early. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And and I mean, you're, it's not just the attendance of Wembley that's going to be important. It's also going to be the buy rates, whether or not the buys actually uh, work out in their favor as well. Yeah. You know, like they've, they've sold Wembley and that's fantastic. But if nobody's watching at home, <laughs> then it's like, yeah, you packed 80,000 in the stadium, but mm-hmm. who's going to, you know, yeah. watch wrestling mm-hmm. at six in the afternoon. Right. Yeah. And and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. I I'm rooting for them. I'm an AEW fan. I'm an AEW mark. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm definitely gonna be rooting for them. I'm gonna be watching for certain. Yeah. Uh, but yeah yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be an interesting night. Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's definitely gonna be interesting. Definitely rooting for all all the people involved. Hopefully mm-hmm. they can get through this. No injuries. Nothing. And yeah. you know, come back home for all out the following weekend yeah 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 yeah. uh but with that being said we're getting back in the delorean because there's enough to talk <laughs> actually no we're not we are not just yet because we must of course talk about the passing of one terry funk oh yeah yep yep mm-hmm, yep yep mm-hmm. and i was i had that in mind as i was coming in here and yes. completely forgot yes, we'll this all before, in talk just before we get started of course terry funk the funker yep forever and all of that fun stuff a legend of the business of course yep. uh he's somebody that we have not covered 
fully on the podcast as of yet. We have not, no. No, no. but we certainly will because he'll be puttering around the lands that we will <laughs> be be exploring soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do you, do you have any specific memories of Terry Funk? Did you, did you watch any Terry Funk? I watch, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but I watch a lot of Dory Funk. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know I picked the wrong. Color. It's an interesting funk to, to choose. Listen, I love Dory Fug, and right. so you know I I watch his uh his Japan tag matches with mm. his brother Terry, yes, and they're always fantastic together. So mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace to, to Terry Funk. Man. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Terry Funk has done extraordinary things. I mean, mm-hmm. he helped cement ECW. As a as a formidable yeah. platform, and I think in its early stages, and I think to this day he's one of the few or only people to go from a very skilled mat wrestler to like a hardcore mm-hmm. legend. Yeah, uh, that I can think of that he's like one of the only guys that that's done that transition. Yeah, well, I mean, it transitioned and made it work, and and also mm-hmm. you know these he was revolutionary not just in the 90s in the hardcore element but also way back when in the 70s and yep. 80s i mean you got the, the terry funk uh, dusty Rhodes was pretty much a, a hardcore style uh integrated brawler you yep. know you've got uh carlos cologne in that picture uh the sheik abdullah the butcher these guys were all in the same kind of circle yeah that were doing the hardcore style wrestling and of course you know hardcore style wrestling mm. Texas wrestling; those those are very much intertwined mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. terms of blood and beer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's their model, exactly. <laughs> and and for Terry to adapt to that and mm. recognize that he can't do you know hour long Iron Man matches anymore, and he yep. can't do that kind of stuff. He's not NWA champion anymore, and he's yep. able to transition nicely into being a hardcore legend. Yep. Over there in FMW with Cactus Jack and, and revolutionizing there. Even in, in the Japanese scene as well, going over there and doing hardcore Certainly. Uh, you know, exploding barbed wire matches mm-hmm. and hardcore matches like that. Yes. Yeah. So I think anybody in professional wrestling today that has a uh, wrestling base and background, mm-hmm. but is able to dust them up. <laughs> like, a, like a John Moxley, let's say. Yep. I think they owe a lot to Terry Funk because Terry Funk kind of laid that foundation for them. So anybody that's able to dust them up and get bloody, along with having good, solid wrestling matches as well, that's uh, you got to thank the grandfather Terry Funk there. And listen, uh, all in, we got a stadium stampede match. So I know they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna show out for old Terry Funk, man. Mm-hmm, as they should. So rest in. Peace, young Terry, 79, too soon. And now, with much respect and further ado, we get back in the DeLorean to 2003 SummerSlam. Let's do it. Wait. 
forged on the most brutal of battlegrounds. For it exists inside a structure that confirms there is pure evil in this world. It exists inside minds to which the unthinkable springs to life. And it exists inside the squared circle before Ask not for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee, for the men whose virtues have taken a backseat to greed. We've made it to SummerSlam 2003. Yep. Where we last left off was Vengeance. Yeah, man. Vengeance. Vengeance 2003. Mm -hmm. uh, Smackdown only pay-per-view and an absolute banger of a pay-per-view, I might <laughs> add. Uh, there is basically no faults to that pay-per-view whatsoever. So I was super excited popping in SummerSlam 2003 mm -hmm. and, and getting ready to, to view it. Yeah, yeah. So. Because there there hasn't been any pay per views in between this one and Vengeance, so mm -hmm. we've had a couple. We we've had a, a decent amount of time to build up to this pay per view. Absolutely, and both shows are bringing their a game. <laughs> we have the WWE title match, the rematch from WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle, and then we also have the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, ten tons of steel designed to punish. The human body. And the only female on this show was Sable. Mm. Who was a... Uh, 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 well, well, now, now. What? We also had Lillian Garcia. Oh, my bad. Mm -hmm. We also had Lillian Garcia <laughs> singing the national anthem. So, All right. see, women, you guys, you guys complain too much about 2003. Equal representation. Come on, man. Equal representation. Like, you guys had just enough screen time, even more screen time than, let's say, the big show, you know, yeah, so exactly. it's show. all fair. It's big all fair. Show yeah, it's is all getting fair. less fair. Listen, the, your quality matches the amount of time given. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and man. with the sexism out of the way, it is time for the numbers. <laughs> oh, the numbers are alive and well. Absolutely, because August 24th, 2003, from the America West Arena, uh, we have the attendance 16,113 fans, which is up. From last year's SummerSlam, as they packed them in, and they had less of a packing in with 14,797 fans. The pay per view buy rate, a 0.94, which is 415,000 pay per view buys. This is down and down quite significantly from 540 of the last year. Yeah. So, I mean, buys are down, attendance. 
doing pretty good. Bigger arena, so mm-hmm. that's nice. Uh, but yeah, there we are. And then, of course, we have the raw rebound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh the raw rebound. The raw rebound. Brought to you by lugs. <laughs> by what? <laughs> Anyways, I wonder if they make those shoes. They still do. Yeah, do they? yeah. Nice. They still, they I used to fucking love lugs. Oh my god, I was all about lugs. Weren't they just off-brand uh, Uggs? Uh, they might have been. Yeah, they might have been. But they were so they were. So comfortable, but they were such bad quality. I remember wearing <laughs> lugs and literally the backs of them disintegrated. <laughs> I remember that the sole would uh would, would go out like mm. almost immediately. Yeah. And then you just had like the slipperiest shoes in the mm. fucking world. Yeah, it was <laughs> absolutely terrible. But they looked so great. <laughs> anyway. So what's been happening on Raw? Yeah, so as as you guys remember, uh, Vengeance, mm-hmm. uh, our last pay-per-view, Vince made a whole thing about him going to Raw and confronting Kane for... Confront that son of a <laughs> bitch! For hurting Linda. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he does show up. They bring Kane out. Kane's all chained up. Yes. They're doing this whole thing where police have to bring him into the arena every, right. every, every time. Because yeah, he's an unleashed monster. Yeah. And... The presentation in, is incredible. It's amazing, way. yeah. He looks awesome. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's all chained up. Vince is probably going to smack him around or mm-hmm. something. But then Vince says, unchain him. Yeah. Let him loose. Yeah. Let him. So they unchain him. He goes up to the ring. Him and, and McMahon have a stare down. McMahon then, he's about to, to berate him. And then he kind of starts thinking. He's like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. I could have a monster to do all my bidding, all my things. And then he's like, I, I can forgive what you did to Linda. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> like, like, that's things of the past. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he starts, like, planning all this shit. And right, right then, Shane's music hits. Here comes the money. Yeah, here comes the money. And he goes, he makes a beeline to the ring and starts attacking uh, attacking Kane, mm-hmm. so that's son from Mama. Yeah, so that's basically been what's uh, what's been going on 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 Raw mm-hmm. with uh, Shane fighting Kane, and then later transitioning into fighting Eric Bischoff because Bischoff is insinuating that he slept with Linda McMahon. That's right. Various times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now he broke into the house. <laughs> He made out with Linda forcefully with her hands tied behind her back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now the the program went, is now in uh, Shane versus uh, Eric Bischoff, which we're going to see later on tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And what's been going on in, on, on SmackDown? Well, I mean, tons of stuff has been going on on SmackDown. We've got Brock Lesnar turning heel. Mm. Oh, yeah. Aligning with... Uh, aligning with the McManus. Yeah. 
Yes, the McManus rages on. Uh, <laughs> who has now got Brock Lesnar, who is gunning for the WWE title, who is going to be taking on Kurt Angle here tonight. Mm-hmm. We've got all sorts happening. Uh, this took place inside a steel cage. So the night after Vengeance, uh, Kurt Angle comes out. He's like, hey, listen, four-time WWE champion, <laughs> this is great. And you know what? When I had my neck broke and I was in the hospital, you know who was there for me? The guy that broke my neck. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> and he earned my respect by breaking my neck and then forcing me to compete at WrestleMania where he beat me. Beat me by almost breaking his neck himself. So all the respect to Brock Lesnar. Concussions and all. Mm-hmm. And Brock Lesnar is like, I respect you, Kurt. I love you, Kurt. And I love you so much, I want my WWE title rematch. <laughs> <laughs> and Vince McMahon is like, no, 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 no. You have to earn your shot. You've got to earn it again. And Brock Lesnar is like, I will earn it by kicking your ass. (laughs) (laughs) And Vince McMahon is like, you're on. No problem. Next week, inside the steel cage. And guest referee will be your best friend, Kurt Angle. Okay. (laughs) So the following week comes, and of course, uh, they have themselves a minor match. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Because it was a swerve. A swerve ah. of all swerves. Kurt Angle trapped inside with both Vincent Kennedy, McManus, and Brock Lesnar, who decided uh, decide to beat the, 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 the holy piss out of Kurt Angle. But nothing compared to the absolute murder spree that Brock Lesnar <laughs> proceeds to go on. Where he murders Spanky, first and foremost, yeah. using the uh, the steel post to his advantage, a press slam. Very vicious, mm-hmm. very disgusting. But it pales in comparison oh, this to is one the... Zach Gowan. Yeah. <laughs> this is the infamous match, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach Gowan, who gets absolutely murderized. Absolutely murdered by yep. Brock Lesnar. Busted open, bleeding like a stuck pig. His one leg being F5'd into the post Jesus. multiple times. A chair shot off the dome piece. And his mom was there, right? while his mama yeah, is his in the front row. <laughs> in the front row, crying up a storm oh for Zach Gowan. Bleeding all over the place, broken leg in two places, uh, taking up the ramp out on a stretcher. The stretcher, he throws him off of the stretcher, the poor bastard. Takes the plastic surfboard bit, rubs the blood of him on the chest of Brock Lesnar. It's disgusting. So we have mega heel Brock Lesnar taking on Kurt Angle, and it's not even the main event. (laughs) (laughs) This match card was confusing as well. Like they they had matches all over the place. Absolutely, all over the place. Mm-hmm. But the raw rebound, starting with the ratings war to settle the score. Who did better, just John? Who did better? <gasps> <laughs> starting first with the week of July thirty first, Raw scores a four point zero. SmackDown Damn. gets. Higher or lower? Lower, lower. (laughs) 3.4. The week of August 7th, Raw scoring a 3.9. Damn. We've dipped. Does SmackDown go higher? 
<laughs> we dip. <laughs> we dip. Smackdown goes higher or lower? Lower. Mm, a 3.0. Yeah. Flat. The week of the 14th of which August. Is, pardon, sorry to interrupt. Which is weird because mm. with Vince on SmackDown, I thought mm. that would really give their ratings a boost. But mm -hmm. so far, they've been getting cooked. Yes, they have yeah. been getting cooked indeed. Yeah. Uh, I think Vince thought that as well. <laughs> I'll be on SmackDown. The ratings will shoot through the roof. Nah. nah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the week of August the 14th, Raw scoring a 3.95. Oh, it's not looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Does SmackDown go higher or lower? Lower. Yeah, this is. It's a three point five. Yeah, to SmackDown, a big boost. Yeah, and finally, the week of August twenty fourth, the Go Home Week, Raw scoring a four point two to SmackDown's three point three. They have been shut out. Once again. Ooh. Which sucks because like looking at the programming, SmackDown's been better. Oh yes. In the in well, this lead from Vengeance leading up to uh SummerSlam. It's for, at least to me, hmm. it's been the better show overall. Oh yeah, no, no, no Like yes. having to watch these Raws has been like a chore. <laughs> but then when I go to the SmackDown side, I'm like, this is this is not bad. There, there's it's some stuff bad. on here. So yeah. it's kind of maybe because SmackDown is the newer show, maybe people hmm. still haven't really well, I mean, the general consensus at the time was that SmackDown was the better show in terms of quality and all yeah. of that such and such. But the USA Network, uh, actually, they weren't even with the USA Network. They were with Spike TV oh, at the okay. time. Yeah, so that was a yeah. bigger network. Uh, they were also on TNN for a short time, which was a huge network. So they were getting a bit more of an exposure on Raw. Meanwhile, SmackDown was on the score here in Canada. <laughs> uh, in Canada for Raw, they were on TSN, yeah, which yeah. is, yeah. So, yeah, SmackDown was getting the lower end of the stick in terms of viewership uh, in coverage. Yeah, but, but match um, quality. Yes, but but it's interesting because Paul Heyman is the head writer at the time, and he would shout from the heavens that, oh, yeah, no, Raw was losing in the ratings, and SmackDown was doing A-okay. <laughs> hey, man, whatever you need to, to sleep at night. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the show opens no promo package no nothing it's a cold open uh it's it's all about uh usa it's all about the army yeah Lillian garcia took my advice and went to singing just usa tunes instead of live butchering theme songs of Tori wilson that was weird that was a weird decision mm -hmm, but yeah mm -hmm. but she belts out a beautiful uh, uh american national anthem Mm -hmm. right, the Star Spangled Banner. I'll say, can you see? Yep. By the dawn's early light. <laughs> what so proudly? Oh no. We hail. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> At the twilight, slash gleaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll stop there. I won't. I won't give you the satisfaction with these pipes. Oh my god! Okay. But we had no promo package, and then all of a sudden we got a promo package, and it was a pretty good one. Yeah, <laughs> it was a pretty good one. So I mean, uh, it's interesting. Interesting. A lot of death imagery. A lot of death imagery. A lot of people that looked like they were going to be hanged. 
Yeah. And slaughtered. Uh, like I get, I get it because of elimination chamber, but mm. they really made it seem like, yeah. like, like this is not October. <laughs> it's not Halloween season. It's like yeah, after this, like most of your favorite uh, wrestlers are gonna be dead. No, <laughs> and led to hangings, <laughs> to public annihilation. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a great point that you brought. This is SummerSlam. This is supposed <laughs> to be their cheery <laughs> paper. Biggest party of the summer? I think not. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of death imagery here for the uh-huh. summer. Uh, enjoy that tan on the way to the. <laughs> On the way to the casket. Because even the poster for this was uh, uh, the, the, the what, yeah, Sable, what's her name? Sable, Sable in yeah. the nude. So, yeah. yeah, this is not fit at all. But there you go. JR and King are on the desk. They welcome us. Cole and Taz are here as well. Mm-hmm. As we begin with match numero uno, the Raw Tag Team titles as the Dudleys look to capture against La Resistance. Yeah, so actually a, a little... Uh, tidbit before the match starts. Yes, please. Uh, the l- last week on Raw, they did have a match against La Resistance, uh, and then uh, the the Resistance get into a, a feud with uh, like a little argument with a Marine, I guess you uh, a Marine or a soldier. I don't know. Absolutely. Whatever his rank was, they get into an argument with America. Uh, uh, yeah, a little scruffuffle. Uh, the man they they then bring the the man. Uh, up on the ring so he can wave the the American flag. That's right, the Dudleys. Yeah, yeah, the Dudleys. Of course. And then he ends up hitting the Dudleys with the American flag. Mm-hmm. So it's a that's swerve. yeah. So that's just a little thing to keep in mind for this match. Yes, well. yeah. Rob Conway, as yes, he sir. will later be called, has debuted the French Attack. They break the flag. They drink red wine from a bottle. Jesus Christ. Wait, what's the Red significance? Red wine from the bottle. <laughs> what's the significance? Now? No class. Oh <laughs> Rene Dupree with a oh. bottle of French red wine oh and God. just chugs it. Fucking <laughs> hell. Good God. Uh, they fight outside the ring to begin to all four. Devon and Renee start off in the ring eventually. A choke with the robe and we are off. An arm drag, but Devon is uh, taken to the enemy corner and double teamed right away. Sylvain Grenier is tagged in. Uh, a slam and a leg drop by Devon Dudley, however. A big tag and Bubba stiff as hell already. Chops to the titties. Uh, and then puts Sylvain in the tree of woe, another chop, and then steps on the bowels of Grenier. <laughs> All four men in as a double splash in the corner to the French, and they are sent packing. Loud table chants. We want the table. Yep. Renee is brought in and more wicked chops to the big boy's tits. Sylvain with a cheap shot and control is gained by the French. Uh, working over Bubba to loud USA chants. This is going to be a very patriotic show, so strap yeah. <laughs> yourselves in. And then, randomly, Rene Dupree with a bear hug to Bubba Ray. Listen, man. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, is that like I really like 
La Resistance. Yeah. And I liked them as a kid as well. Like, just growing up, I, I love to hate them. Yeah. You know? But this is a very steroid-heavy roster. Like, you see how clean and jacked these boys are. Like, these young boys. Rene Dupree is 20. <laughs> 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 wait, 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 wait. In this match, he's yes. 20 years old? Rene Dupree is 20. Look at him. <laughs> Holy shit. And, like, this is what I mean, but, but like, a very steroid-heavy roster. And, like, so everybody from this period is a flash in the pan. You, like, ju- you just blew my mind with that. I, I thought he was in his fucking 30s. No, he's in, like, 20. Oh, he's he a baby. was a fucking child. Yeah, he's a baby here, right? Wow. Yeah. And, uh, we're not even out of our 20s yet, and we look like we've done some time. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> this man looks jacked up. Yeah. Like, God damn. But this is the thing. Because they're so steroid heavy, they only last a couple of years. Because once Chris Benoit dies, and they do the investigation into the steroid stuff, they crack down on all of these people. Yeah, yeah. So all of these people are just gone in the next few years. So, like, these which, people kind of feel meaningless to watch. Which was a thing, too, with, uh, uh, just to, to go off on a tangent a little bit, it, it also happened with uh, the UFC, mm. where, where before they were with USADA, which is like the major uh, drug testing uh, company, mm-hmm. you know, they had a bunch of amazing stars, like, you know, uh Every division had a major star. Uh-huh. And then USADA comes in. They crack down on steroids and all this stuff. And all these guys just started dropping like flies. Absolutely. And you're seeing the same thing with WWE where you get these larger-than-life guys. But as soon as you crack down on the steroids and all that stuff, it's like Man. there's no point on watching them anymore. Because exactly. their career is just not – they can't do the same things that yeah. they were doing. Because they don't look as good anymore. They yeah. probably don't feel as confident they as they did. Yep. Uh, because like even though these guys are green – they're still getting like amazing heat. Mm-hmm. They're still going toe to toe with the Dudleys. Like you can tell, like these are just young boys. But yeah. at least they're they're young boys that physically look the part. Yeah. Whereas in a couple years' time, neither of these dudes are here. Neither is Rob Conway. And 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 you know, same thing. And it's also a, th- a thing with, uh, you know, once you do a twenty minute match. When you're on roids, you can just be like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's go another 20. Exactly. You know, let's travel to wherever the fuck we got to travel to. Let's do another 20 over there. But mm-hmm. once they take that out and you actually feel how much pain you go through in a in a wrestling match. Because right. everyone, you know, everyone likes to throw the predetermined shit. But, you know, wrestling takes a lot out of you. Yeah. And if you're exactly. doing that with no you know, substances or anything like that, exactly. it can take a toll on you. Honestly. Look at that <laughs> saggy piece of skin like Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a husk. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't just booze, folks. So that's, that. it's crazy that these guys were 20, man. Holy mm-hmm. shit. 
a Bubba Bomb to Sylvan, and then he's finally getting the hot tag to Devon, who cleans house with flapjacks and power slams. Rene Dupree is the legal man, flying forearm by Devon, uh, leading shortly thereafter to miscommunication by the French for a near fall. A double spine buster to Devon. Bubba is in, and all four men are in again. Suck this punches with the flip flop and fly by Bubba to Renee. Uh, the what's up to Sylvan, and then a 3D, and it looks like the match is done until, of course, Sylvan uh, is uh, it, the, the count is broken up, and a man dressed in camera gear mm-hmm. slides on in and nails Devon with the camera. La Resistance wins. Rob Conway lives. <laughs> even though we don't know who that is yet. Yeah, even even our commentary was like, oh, there goes that, that guy. guy. <laughs> there's, there's that guy. That man there. <laughs> uh, here comes Spike Dudley, but even he is quickly dispatched. Uh, a fine opening match. What did you think about it, Just Jono? A decent tag match. Uh, again, nothing to, to really call home about. No. Uh, the Rob Conway interference. Uh Again, because they didn't really set anything anything up, like, you know, now with time, we kind of know what's going to happen with him mm-hmm. taking over right. Renee's spot and all that. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, it just was like, oh, what the fuck's going on? It's, yeah, it was decent. The French good. win. The French win. The French have gained back Poland. <laughs> Backstage, Eric Bischoff <laughs> is training for so his random. matchup. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That is training for his matchup when Captain Charisma, the IC champion, once again. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that Booker T won? He did. Yeah. The question's got the belt again. <laughs> when did he win it back? I don't know. <laughs> You're the guy watching Raw. You're supposed to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, he won- He he lost the belt. I guess he won on one of the Raws. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Do your research. It's your one job prior to the podcast. He wasn't even on the on this card. Good God. Well, the new IC champion, Christian, uh, his title win to be determined. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin has kept Christian off of the show. Yeah. And so Christian is just like, hey, listen, Eric, I got to know, you know, what happened after you kissed Linda? You know, what happened after you broke into her house, held her hands behind her back forcefully, and then kissed her? What did you do then? You know, I'm assuming the police were called. But no. (laughs) And Eric is just like, I'm going to tell everybody about what happened. Yeah, he's like, like you know, a a man never kisses and tells. Yeah, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. But... I will tell the whole fucking arena in a couple minutes. <laughs> Don't you worry. I will give everyone the deets about Linda, the kiss, and sex. Oh, my God. Match number two. The Undertaker versus A-Train. Mm-hmm. A recap of Stephanie being murdered. Yeah. Last month at Vengeance, uh, Stephanie has been off television since then. She has got like broken ribs and shit from mm-hmm. being plowed over by this hairy bastard. Yeah. Uh, Train then attacks Undertaker at the request of McMahon. So this stable now consists 
of Vince McMahon. Yeah. Sable. <laughs> yeah. The Big Show. A-Train. And Brock Lesnar. <laughs> the weirdest fucking stable of all time. Just, just the name of you. The just fucking the you. weirdest stable. The McMahon posse. And then they're my, the, the, they trying to recruit Kane. That's right. Just to complete the hey, odd. Hey. <laughs> just to spread across both brands. Jeez. You know? But yes, uh, so now we have this match. Undertaker's still got the damaged ribs from uh, John Cena last month at Vengeance working the rib cage. He's never had a chance to 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 heal properly. Mm-hmm. Not had a chance to set himself uh, up for recovery. Yeah. And now we are here for this match against the A-Train. Sable comes out with A-Train here. Uh, a headlock shoot off to, to start a knockdown by, by A-Train. Uh, the Undertaker moves from the, uh, from the elbow drop, but right back to the side headlock. A Russian leg sweep by The Undertaker in this Mm -hmm. incredibly, incredibly boring match that we are about (laughs) to embark upon. I say Sable comes out here, but I I don't explain why. Sable is basically a trophy that A-Train has earned uh, on behalf of Mr. McMahon's uh, violent requests. This event, early 2000s. A great time for women's wrestling. Sable walks out... Uh, touches a train's chest, yeah. and then sends him off to war. Jesus, yes. Uh, so yeah, she's out here. Russian leg sweep by the Undertaker. Big running DDT by Taker only gets a two. An old school time, but it is blocked by a train. A flying clothesline instead. This time we get the old school second attempt is connected. A knee to the snout and Irish whip. The train blocks and throws Undertaker to the outside. Outside now, uh, A-Train picking up the Undertaker and a back into the steel post. Uh, Taker has worked over for a long old time. A suplex and a cover for a two count. A sleeper by the Undertaker for a moment, but a back suplex out by train. Uh, On commentary, Michael Cole (laughs) had... Michael Cole decides to to really get us an in-depth of the relationship between Sable and A-Train oh boy. and their physical interactions by saying, oh boy. Uh, you know, uh, you, you saw the other week, uh, you know, Sable comes out running her hands through his hairy chest, mm-hmm. grabbing his nipples. <laughs> Listen, we can, we've come a long way with Michael Cole, man. We've come a long, long way with Michael Cole. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Taker fighting back into a double clothesline. Both men are down. A big boot leg drop combo only gets a two count for the Taker. Leg drop on the apron. Then a running corner clothesline two times. Trying for the last ride, but it's no chance. The referee gets knocked down. A derailer, but it only gets a two count as the referee recovers. A clothesline from the by God depths of hell to the referee. The Undertaker, uh, he's down. Train goes and gets the chair, but ends up getting a big boot by Taker. Somehow, it is only a two count. A tombstone is attempted. A train gets out, but the choke slam is able to hit and win. Post match, Sable starts to touch up the Undertaker. 
that's that grab him by the nipples. Do dead men get horny? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But American badasses sure do. Uh. Uh, 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 it's all gross. It's all gross. <laughs> Uh, but Taker goes for a choke slam attempt, but he just holds Sable in place while Stephanie McMahon returns, yep. running in her heels down to the ring in order to kick ass. Uh, they punch at each other for a little bit until Sable is saved by A Train, who pulls her out. This was a nothing match. Mm. Um, mm. It, this this was a uh, at least again for me this was a, a very bad era for the big men mm. uh, because we didn't have the 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 agile big men that we had that we have now and that we used to have back in the days as well for some reason like this early two thousand period mm. all the big men were like you know what we're just we're just not going to try. No, very We're immobile. just not going to try. <laughs> and the Undertaker has been doing a lot of just mid-card nothingness. Yeah. Big Show A-Train for all of the spring and summer with only a minor stopgap of John Cena. Yeah. And even still, that was main of that was mid card, <laughs> which is weird because Vince always holds Taker at such a high, in such a high regard. Yeah. You would think that, like in this era where there's not really much star power, no. that Taker would be featured more um, as a leading role guy. But he's so far, he's just been taking a, at least for this year, he's just been taking a back seat. He really has. Yeah. Uh, he's going to pick up in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But my God, he has had a good, solid six month period because he's only returned at uh, the Royal Rumble. So yeah. he's only returned at the beginning of the year. And I think isn't this the isn't this the year where he faces A Train and Big Show at WrestleMania? Yeah, so we yeah. just we just did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's it It's been a rough year it's for the been Dead a Man. Rough time. <laughs> Backstage, Chris Jericho gets ready to lose uh, as the Elimination Chamber match is hyped uh, up front with two people I don't know. Uh, is is Jonathan Coachman. Yeah. And he asks, who's going to win tonight? Goldberg. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Match number three, Eric Bischoff and Shane McMahon. We have a kick-ass promo package here. I just wanted to come out and state for the record that when I started with Kane, with that steel chair, tonight I'm going to finish it. Vince made it absolutely clear to me, not only are you not going to get Kane tonight, but I am to have you escorted by security from the building. I don't give a damn what my dad says, and I don't give a damn what you say. I'm not leaving this ring. Here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin! Since you can't face Kane, there ain't nothing stopping you from taking out your frustrations against Eric Bischoff. No hold for match tonight!
Hallelujah. You, you set me up for Cain to try to burn me alive. So because you put me in an unsafe working environment, I'm going to sue your ass, you bastard. Uh-oh. Things are going from bad to worse for Eric Bischoff. J.R. agrees that he won't sue Eric Bischoff. But that's him. Eric Bischoff agrees to face, right here tonight on Raw, a certain individual. Bring Shane McMahon right here, center of the ring. I signed the contract, I'll do it. You didn't read the fine print, did you? Eric, you signed the contract to compete tonight, face to face with Kane. What the hell is this? one of my favorites from childhood yeah you've, I've you've got, s- a, I've got a soft spot for shane and that's because of this storyline right here yeah along with the king of the ring 2001 yeah i used to i used to think you you were joking when you used to say that but oh. over the years yeah. getting to know you yes i can see that you actually do really really love, love shane, shane mcmahon <laughs> yeah. love shane mcmahon didn't you get one of his dollar bills yeah i've got 30 of them <laughs> <laughs> from wrestlemania 32 oh I've, I've, I've got 30 of them 30 of them oh my god i also have his jersey upstairs oh. a, i as soon as the doors open to wrestlemania 32 literally and you know this to be very unique for me yeah. i literally ran oh my god through the stadium <laughs> to find a concession stand in order to buy the Shane McMahon jersey, as a person that's uh, that's had gym class with you, mm. I can I I understand how rare that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember the gym class where I showed up uh, without a without the uniform and I had to do push-ups in dress <laughs> shoes. I was forced. <laughs> But I, I do, I, I have a lot of respect for that teacher because after a while, he just kind of saw that me and you were just not going to participate. Right. He was like, you know what? All right, you yeah, guys, it's fine. you guys just do your own it's thing. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to get a flat 50. 
be grateful. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I have a lot of love and a lot of time for Shane McMahon, and it is because of this stuff right here. And so when this match happened, even though I know that it was absolute dog shit, mm-hmm. I still sat back and watched it with a huge smile on my face. <laughs> Therefore, I took no notes other than in the middle when a certain somebody shows up. But until then, just John, in the interest of sharing the load, I'm going to need you to take it through, buddy. Yeah, so Bischoff, before the match even starts, Bischoff comes out uh, and he's going to tell the world what happened with Linda. And yeah, exactly what you think he said, he said. Uh, (laughs) Gave it to her right up the pipe. Listen, man. He he did things with her again uh, and again and, and again. again and again and you know he's he he before he used to wonder where Shane got all his energy mm-hmm. and he said you know what <laughs> I know now it runs in the family it runs in the and, family and not only that but he doesn't understand Vince McMahon <laughs> because oh. why are you having <laughs> this was so Bert. disgusting. <laughs> You know, you're running around having burgers when you've got a juicy, oh. succulent oh. on <laughs> at home. I don't get it. <laughs> every, every word that came out of that man's mouth was disgusting. <laughs> that was just the worst. And, as, and before he can, he can keep going... Right. Shane, thank God Shane comes <laughs> in. <laughs> and he, he goes straight for uh for Bischoff. Uh Shane starts off with, with elbows and fists in the corner. Uh Bischoff was thrown to the outside. Uh then he starts uh walking back up the aisle. Shane clotheslines clotheslines him in the back, uh, then kicks him in the gut. Shane worked him over on the on the floor for a bit, uh, tossing him back. Back first into the guardrails. Mm-hmm. After some more brawling on the floor, Shane throws him into the SmackDown's announce table. You know, they're going 100 miles an hour for this match. <laughs> for this match. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, version of 100 miles. <laughs> he, he, he puts uh, uh, Eric Bischoff on the, on the announce table. And then Jonathan Coachman... <laughs> For some fucking reason. It's the most useless heel turn in history. Like, you don't see it coming. You don't even want it, to be honest. You don't know why it's happening. The crowd does not react. But I will will say, all this... I'm going to keep going, but let let me just put this this way. All this does a great job building up what happens Mm. next. Because Jonathan Coachman... Turns heel, the crowd is like, why? <laughs> he, Who is that? <laughs> he hits Ch- uh, Shane with a steel chair. Again, the crowd is dead silent. They're like, I don't know what's happening right now. Uh, <laughs> Bischoff gets on the mic. He says, you know, slam that piece of shit into the, into the steel steps. And fucking Coachman throws him into the steel steps. Right. Crowd is dead silent. Mm-hmm. He then gets on the mic and he says, yo, uh, cut cut, uh, JR and uh, (laughs) the King's mic. So Coachman's beating up Shane to silence Mm -hmm. because the crowd isn't booing. They're not Mm -hmm. cheering. They're just quiet. And then (laughs) there's no commentary team. Mm -hmm. Coachman throws Shane back in the ring. 
and Eric Bischoff is like, Coachman, you you take over commentary. <laughs> so Coachman's doing this terrible, terrible commentary on like a live mic, so like the whole arena can hear him. <laughs> so it's like the most uncomfortable like five <laughs> minutes of my fucking life. It's five minutes. It's so long. It's the longest it's so long. five minutes because. There's no commentary. It's just Coachman being like, yeah, take He's that. He's there. He's there. <laughs> Mr. Bischoff. Mr. Bischoff. Mr. Bischoff. Like, he's got no bass in his voice. He's it's got no bass in the voice. Zero. Right? So zero. everything is coming off really light. Because at least with a headset, like, it's like, yeah. you know, that they have their, their, their things exactly. to make it sound better. But on a live mic, to what to a quiet crowd, it sounds so so flat. <laughs> but again, fuck it. Uh, eventually, Shane fights fights out uh, fights back. Uh, he hits a DDT on on Eric Bischoff. Uh, Coach then comes in and and hits a low blow. And this is why I say this was a terrible five minutes, but the build up, but it built up so nicely because then. Glass breaks, and this quiet, confused crowd. <laughs> it's comatose audience loses their fucking shit Absolutely. for when that glass hits. Mm -hmm. They go, they as to, to to steal a quote from the commentary. They're unglued. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stone Cold comes down, uh, and Coachman says, "Hey." You like you you I you can't hit me, you know, right. because I haven't provoked you. Right. I haven't hit you first, right. so you can't hit me. And of course, Shane pushes Coachman into Stone Cold. Right. He's been provoked. He's been provoked, and again, the crowd is loving every second of this. <laughs> As Steve Austin proceeds to kill the coach. Yeah. <laughs> he throws coach out the ring. Austin grabs the mic and he says, hey, turn, turn JR and <laughs> the King's mic's back on. <laughs> Shane picks up Eric Bischoff. Uh, he, he puts him on the announce table. Elbow through the announce table. It is a, a false count anywhere. It is. Yeah. Uh so he pins him right then and there yeah. for the win. Eric Bischoff's face is broken. Yeah, he's, he's bloodied. He's bloodied place. up. Yep. Disgusting. And, and uh, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, this this was this was uh, I think this one went what like ten minutes. This mm -hmm. was a uh, ten minutes of pure chaos. Mm -hmm. Pure yes. chaos. It started off slow, but goddamn, the, the that Stone Cold interference was beautiful yes. the way it was all set up i know it wasn't set up on purpose like this <laughs> but the way everything no. just fell into place yeah, definitely beautiful for for mega booze and super heat yeah yeah i don't know why you picked coach for that <laughs> <laughs> out of everyone on the roster who you got a perfectly good christian back there but, who was uh, who was literally in uh, every segment with bishop uh, but and, hey, and even said, you know, if you need any backup, I'm here. I'm, I'm you got. And Eric was like, I've already got a backup player. <laughs> oh my god, it's the coach. <laughs> like, no, not a trained wrestler. Yeah, the coach. This is foolproof. <laughs> foolproof. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Coachman 
turns heel randomly. Uh, I know that we're not going to be discussing Jonathan Coachman too much throughout the rest of our podcast oh, endeavor. Dang. Uh, but but he goes on to have an undefeated streak. <laughs> he ends up beating multiple people uh, into 2004. Oh, he God. becomes quite the on-screen character, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And it's just, it's all just terrible. Yeah, I only remember him for his on for mm. his on screen work. Mm. I don't think I've ever watched any of those matches. No, uh, well, he fought Jr. Oh my god, and he beat Jr. <laughs> a government mule. Oh. Backstage, Ric Flair and Orton are in the Evolution locker room, and uh, Ric Flair is like, "Listen, tonight, your only job is to make sure Triple H walks in with a belt and walks out with a belt. Mm-hmm. That's it." And, and Orton is like, but what if? Yeah. And Ric Flair is like, there is no what if. But Randy Orton is like, but what if? <laughs> and Triple H walks in and he's like, there is no what if. I walk out the champ. And he's like, okay, that's fine. No problem. But what if? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Match number four. Yes. The U.S. title fatal four-way in which Chris Benoit versus Tajiri versus Rhino versus the champion Eddie Guerrero. Yes, Dominic Mysterio's father. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And as I start any Chris Benoit match, I start first with asking, did you watch this match? (laughs) I did not. <laughs> Listen, one of these days, man. One of these days. <laughs> we have a low-riding Eddie Guerrero, which is one of the first times. We didn't see it at Vengeance, but we see it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all hell breaks loose to begin. Uh, Rhino and Benoit start out in the ring first. Rhino is in control with a knockdown. Benoit with a crossface. Eddie is able to break that up. Tajiri kicks the head off of the rhinoceros. Eddie gets hit. Rhinoceros. (laughs) Eddie hits and runs literally. He comes in, hits people a couple of times, runs back out. (laughs) There will be more offense by somebody. He'll sneak in, throw a couple of punches, run away. Mostly it's from Rhino. Very hilarious. And then finally, Eddie Guerrero gets caught, and all three men are attacking him and lighting him up with the chops, the punches, the kicks. Uh, Rhino then power slams Eddie Guerrero. Benoit is able to break that up, and then a snap suplex to Rhino. Eddie then delivers a suplex to Benoit over and to the outside. So Benoit takes a hard-ass landing. Eddie and Tajiri get to do battle now. A monkey flip and tilt-a-whirl backbreaker by Tajiri to Eddie, and then uh, that gets broken up by Rhino. Rhino then just picks up Eddie Guerrero nonchalantly to the top rope and delivers a superplex. (laughs) Tajiri and Benoit are not down. They're just fighting in their own separate area. And then, (laughs) superplex, random. Tajiri is able to break out the two count. Handspring back elbow to Benoit. Eddie then saves his title once again by breaking up the pinfall, only to be back suplexed by the Rhino. 
A Flying Head Scissors uh, by Eddie Guerrero to Chris Benoit. And then the lasso from El Paso gets locked in on Tajiri. While Benoit is able to recover enough to lock in the cripple at crossface on Rhino. It's a double submission. Who will tap first? Who will let go of their submission to break up the other? The question is answered when nobody does any of that as Tajiri gets to the ropes. (laughs) And Eddie Guerrero just nails a drop kick to the top of the head of Chris Benoit. Uh, (laughs) So... Uh, we've got Benoit delivering a crossface onto Eddie Guerrero. A rhino is able to break that up and then delivers a spine-shattering double-A spine buster to Tajiri. Mm-hmm. The poor bastard didn't know what hit him. Only gets a two-count, though. Tajiri is able to get back up and back to his feet as Chris Benoit takes out Rhino for a moment, goes for the triple Germans, but that gets reversed, and Tajiri with a bridge German suplex to Chris Benoit only manages a two-count. A tarantula on Chris Benoit. Meanwhile, Eddie Guerrero gets the U.S. title. Mm -hmm. Rhino gets up, recovers, runs, Goes for the gore and gores the championship instead of Eddie Guerrero. Indeed. Okay. Yes. So now we have every man trying Wait, to get to the Wait, was he wearing top. the title? He was holding the title, yes. He was holding it in his hand. Yes. And, and then... Gored him in the chest. Oh, okay. That's All right. Yes, every man tries to get to the top rope and land their move onto Rhino, but everybody gets stopped until Chris Benoit gets to Cherry stuck in the tree of woe and hits the diving headbutt. Only a two count, though. I genuinely thought that was the finish. It legitimately surprised me when to Jerry was able to get out of the tree of woe and break up the two. And then here comes Eddie Guerrero, a frog splash to the back of Rhino in order to get the win. Eddie Guerrero retains. A fantastic matchup. I'm going to take your word for it. It was absolutely fantastic. Backstage now. A lot of backstage segments here tonight as HBK prepares to lose. (laughs) You don't know that. Uh, prepared for the chamber match, she won the first one. Can lightning strike twice? No. Recap <laughs> of the famous and deadly attack by Brock Lesnar to our young Zach Gowan. <laughs> Zach Gowan was supposed to make his SummerSlam debut tonight, fighting Matt Hardy. But because his leg was bruck in two places, Matt Hardy was then declared the winner on Sunday Night Heat. Here we are on to match number five, the WWE title, Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this indeed, Just John, because you got to call one horrible match. <laughs> so now you get to call a classic. Yeah, man. You get this... a little t- taste of both. This is the, the rematch, Kurt versus Brock for the title. Uh, this time, Brock working heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt mm-hmm. still still the baby face. Yes. Uh, they do some mat wrestling early on. Before we begin. How dare you, before sir. Before we begin, we must discuss a sign in the crowd. Right there, hard cam. Right there. Right down the middle. Right down the barrel of the lens. Okay. La Parca equals ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
how do you find the shit? Laparka <laughs> <laughs> does equal ratings. Yes. There was also a sign that was actually blurred out on this version of the of the show, in which it is uh, shit spelled out, and it's 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 an acronym for a for something. The whole Shit. sign was blurred out, so I couldn't figure out. Oh, I thought what you it was. you just knew what it. No. Oh, okay, 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 no. okay, okay. I tried to hunt it down. It was going to be a part of the caption. Okay. Uh, but uh, but couldn't do it. Uh, but I could make out the blurry letters were S H I T. Okay. Okay. So we've got shit right in the hard cam, and then we've got La Parka equals ratings. I miss signs, man. I miss when res- when wrestling fans used to bring signs. So like you still see them, but it's not it's not the same. It's not. And now they're all like dorky. That's right. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh they did some mat wrestling early on with uh, Angle using his speed to get the advantage over over Brock. Angle ducked the clothesline, then hit three arm drags on Lesnar. Brock went uh, to the outside, visibly pissed off, uh, tossing monitors around and 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 steel steps. Uh, he picked up the WWE title and walked away. Angle chased him up the aisle with a clothesline and right hands. Back in the ring, Kurt with an with an overhead belly to belly for uh and a pin, but only gets two. Brock reversed an Irish whip into a gorilla press where he tossed Angle to the floor, kicked to the ribs by Brock. Brock throws uh Brock throws him face first into the steel steps. In the ring, backdrop by Lesnar, then a backbreaker by Lesnar, but only gets a two again. Brock gets a rear naked choke. Uh Angle chants from the crowd. Again, I've I've been loving this crowd so far. Uh, the only time I think they were really quiet was the Coachman <laughs> incident. But other than that, the Coachman, the coachman incident. It was an incident. <laughs> Lesnar gets a knee to the gut tonight on Dateline. <laughs> Tonight on Dateline. We'll review the, the Coachman coach <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Angle fights back with right hands, then gets a roll-up for a two-count. Back up, Lesnar clotheslines him, clotheslines him down. Brock picked him up and uh, held him, holds him up over his, uh, his head in like a cradle position, then uh, drops him in, a, in like a Samoan drop type of, type of move. Mm-hmm. Lesnar with a clothesline, and he uh, drives Angle back first into the corner. Lesnar worked him over in the corner with shoulder blocks, uh, his usual his usual moves. Uh, whipped to the other side, and then he goes again for another tackle, but misses as his shoulder hits the hits the ring post. Angle charges in uh, with a shoulder block of his own to the to the left uh, the left arm of of Brock. Angle hit a few German suplexes, ending with uh, he goes for the pin, but only gets a two count. Brock gets another overhead uh, belly to belly suplex. Kurt fights back with an angle slam, but it's reversed into a spine buster by Lesnar for another near fall. F five by Brock is countered by Angle. Uh, 
I think he was supposed to go for a DDT, but they just both ended up collapsing. <laughs> uh, Very good. Brock gets up again. F5 is reversed into a, a tornado DDT, this time by Angle. I think that's the mm. one they were trying that's to do earlier. Yeah. Um, Angle und- undoes the strap, the straps. The straps come down. Crowd again goes absolutely crazy for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, angle slam and a cover. Uh, but Lesnar gets his arm up. Angle put the straps back up and <laughs> takes them back down again. And then puts uh, gets the ankle lock in. Brock uh, did a forward, forward roll to get out of it. Angle accidentally knocks, knocks out uh, Mike Chioda. Angle goes for a flip. Uh, for a flip over Lesnar, then uh, hangs on his, onto his waist. His legs are wrapped around uh, Brock Lesnar's head. Mm-hmm. It's a submission move, uh, but Brock Lesnar gets out of it. Another ankle lock by Angle. Brock makes it to the ropes, but Kurt won't break won't break the hold since okay. the ref is down. Absolutely. Uh, Lesnar makes it to the ropes again, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Kurt's still holding on. Brock starts tapping, but there's no ref. Mm. <laughs> then Vince comes down. Ah, Here we go. Mac Menace. Mac Menace time. <laughs> he gets into the ring and uh, drills Angle in the back of a steel chair. Uh, Brock, get, g- Brock gets back up to his feet uh, and kicks uh, uh, Angle in the gut. Uh, Lesnar hit the the. F five <laughs> on one leg because his leg is is completely gone from from the ankle locks. That is freak strength. Yeah, you need <laughs> to pull that off. Uh, he goes for for the pin, but only gets a two count as Angle kicks out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do a close up on Vince as he's going to do it again. <laughs> do it again, Brock. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> it's about the round. Uh, he goes for another F5, but this one gets countered by Angle into another ankle lock uh, on the same bad leg. Uh, Brock gets to the rope, but Kurt just fucking rips him off of the, <laughs> off the ropes. Uh, not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how you say it. <laughs> Does it price times? Uh, yeah, uh, breaks it breaks it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Angle again goes for for the for the ankle lock. But this time, Lesnar taps out. Angle wins. Post match, <laughs> Vin comes in with with a steel with a steel chair. Right. Angle stops it. He sets he up the starts, chair. He starts flopping around <laughs> like it's WrestleMania 38. He he sets up Ridiculous. the chair so it's uh so it's uh like in the seated position. Right. Uh <laughs> he places uh Vince on it. Uh and uh at this moment Cole says, Happy ver- birthday, Vince. And it's his birthday today. <laughs> and the crowd uh celebrated after the post-match That's attack. Right. The angle yeah. slam. Through the chair, yeah, a nasty bump, but uh, but there you go. Um, what did you think of this match, just John? Uh, it well, it's unfair for me to to really comment on it just because Kurt's one of my favorite wrestlers, 
Brock's like in my top five wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people say. His basic moveset does gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Like it's the it's the five moves of Doom. But I've never <laughs> well, it's less than the five. <laughs> yeah, <right now. laughs> but I think the only I've only hated like maybe two or three Brock Lesnar matches. Ever every other match, I've absolutely loved. I don't think I've watched a bad Kurt Angle match. So when these guys come together, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. So I love this match. But again, I'm looking at it from uh, from a different point of view because these are like two of my all-time favorite wrestlers going in there, just hitting big move after big move. <laughs> and even the ankle lock is like my favorite submission of all time. It's a good so it's like I, I can't really... I can't really look at this from like, uh, uh, like a critiquing point of view because I love both of these guys that much. Yeah, I was bored to tears. I know. Oh my god! I know. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. And you know the sad bit is I was also bored during the WrestleMania 19 match. Really? Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it? But is it? Is it like a like? Did you like Kurt Angle's SummerSlam match with Shawn Michaels? Is it like? Yeah. Okay, so it's just Kurt and Brock that don't I do it so. for you. I I think so. I don't know what it is. That's fair. But for whatever reason, I was bored to tears during this match. Wow. I liked the WrestleMania 19 match more. But you were still kind of. I was still kind of zoning out. It was it was tough. I think just the technical masterclass stuff just doesn't do it for me. You you want a little bit more storyline, a little bit so. more. That's I think fair. it just yeah, doesn't yeah. work for me. Yeah. Because like when I look at it for like like I'll bring it up again, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. You know their mm-hmm. match at Vengeance. You know those two are technical masterclasses. I'm not saying that they can't have a technical masterpiece. They have had, and I have watched those. Yeah. But I think there's just an extra element, perhaps, of character uh, on the part of Eddie Guerrero that maybe yeah. sells it a bit more for me. Yeah, because uh, with with this one, it's just kind of two amateur wrestlers just suplexing each yeah. other over and over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And not that that isn't impressive. It most certainly is. Just for you, it's but, not. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. just it is just not doing it for me. And looking back and critiquing it now, I'm like, oh man, this is great because we're gonna do the McMenus stuff, but we're gonna have like the SmackDown Six and Brock Lesnar yeah, and yeah. Cornell, and we're gonna have Brock Lesnar when he was good and not just phoning it in all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to have Kurt Angle right before he was doing, like, painkillers and fucking himself up. And, yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to get all this good shit. And then the main event storyline for the WWE title, I'm like, I'm bored. Uh, <laughs> but I'm it, it, bored it's, considerably. It's fair. And that and that's the thing with that, that I love about wrestling is that there's so many different styles. And some styles just aren't for Everyone, yeah. but I love I love this match. I love e- both of these men individually. I love them when they're together. Mm. You know, they can do no wrong in my eyes. Well, very yeah. good, very yeah. good. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very interested in in getting feedback on anybody that has watched the Kurt Angle Brock Lesnar feuds and stuff like that because the hour long Iron Man match that they have, uh, the sixty minute Iron Man match is coming up on the on the 
the timeline here very soon. And Check I was that into my brain. I was going to be like, hey, do you want to review it? But, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the more that I'm digging into this story, I'm like, God, I don't know but, if I want to sit through that. <laughs> but this is why social media is amazing. Mm-hmm. Twitter at the Colossal Tussle yeah, One. Yeah, I think Should I'm... we review the Iron Man match? We could do that. Dude. And also, what are your feelings on Brock and Kurt? I think we might need to do ourselves a little poll. Let's do it, man. Uh, yeah, because the next uh, podcast review that we have would be No Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in between that, because Brock Lesnar is champion by then, uh, which means the Iron Man match is in between that. So. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, see. But yeah, their their storyline for my money thus far is really not doing it for me. So I don't know. But um, I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed because I've enjoyed the Brock Lesnar's title run. Mm-hmm. I've been I've enjoyed like his ascent to the main event and how he's been booked and perceived. Yeah, yeah. And he, I think what is also docking at points for me is the fact that he's turned heel again so shortly after being babyface and not just turning heel again, but not turning heel with a mouthpiece. Yeah, He's still doing these terrible, terrible promos. (laughs) Because that's that's the one critique I'll I'll always have about Brock is that his voice doesn't match his physique. Like, he looks like the scariest human being ever, and then when he opens his mouth, he's like, hey! Yeah, <laughs> it's like this yeah. like, very like weird voice. Back then, very unfitting. Yeah, he's yeah. coming to his own now. <laughs> but back then, Jesus mercy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that could be docking at points for me as well. But anyway, backstage we have Goldberg, Goldberg. Uh, getting ready to lose uh, as he prepares for the How elimination chamber. <laughs> And then we have a shot of the outside where we have wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men. <laughs> That's right, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men on the outside of the American arena. Yeah. Pretty cool. So now match six is happening. Match six is indeed happening. How what do you feel? How do you feel about this being the co-main event? I feel great about this. Really? Yes. As the co-main event? Absolutely. Over the du- okay. Well, I guess you don't. you didn't like the two, but still, like, well, no, not even that. Kane has been. Bo- I'm glad that you brought this up because okay. we are about to do okay. a deep dive. <laughs> Let's go into the Kane storyline because Kane has been booked so beautifully since unmasking. Mm-hmm. He has had. Almost exclusively every single time main event segments on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. He has been the main event segment since the mask has come off. He gets unmasked in the garden, turns into a psychopath, right? Goes after RVD. Yeah. Right? The fans were still cheering him at first. That is a, a, a forgotten piece of information is that they did not want to turn Kane heel. Yeah. And they were running with this storyline where it was like, Kane, these scars are in your head, man. Like, you're not fucked up (laughs) and steve austin is like come on out here like we will show you like you're you're still kane you're still the big man monster you're still cool and he comes out and he's getting cheered 
And JR is like, you see, they still like you for God's sake. <laughs> and Kane is like, uh, like something happens. And then Austin is like, that was goddamn funny. And he's like, I'm funny. You're making fun of me. And then goes and kills Austin. Yeah. Right. And now he's targeting RVD, who used to be his partner. He sets Jim Ross on fire. Yep. Tombstones Linda McMahon. Shane McMahon returns to start fighting Kane. Kane tombstones Shane on the steel steps. He lets Eric Bischoff live while he's trying to set Rob Van Dam on fire. <laughs> Kane has been so well fucking booked yeah. that he absolutely deserves the co-main event. Ah, uh, nah. Well, he did yes. Because yeah, <laughs> what else is going? Yeah, because I guess since the. Raw title is on in the elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, all right, I'm a, You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. I'm just saying. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm just saying. Kane on Monday Night Raw has been the thing on Monday Night Raw. He's got the presentation right now. He's yeah. got the look right now. His look looks really cool because he's got like the the black towel and the the one eye is fucked up with the contact yeah. lens still. He's got like ripped clothing like by his knee pads and shit. So his knee pads look like they're torn apart. My, uh, the one thing I do I will give uh Kane. I like this version of his entrance. Yeah. The 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 song yeah. everything. He I'm, just walks out. There's yeah. no like he doesn't do his pyro yeah. pose thing. Yeah. He just walks out, throws the fucking towel down, and he's just yep. bring this fucker out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this version of his entrance was was really dope. Even his entrance music um, was a million times better than than all his other entrance Absolutely. music. Even though it's it's just like the little singing at the mm-hmm. at the end, just that does it's enough amazing. to. Make him really feel it's like amazing. a like a fucking monster. It's my favorite song. Yeah, oh like, my god, easily one of my favorite themes easily ever. Easily, uh, yes. So all of that makes me absolutely hyped. This match has been turned into a no holds barred, no holds barred match. You have so many different ways of just saying no, DQ. That's right. That's right. There's no holds barred. Uh, Zeus. Is in attendance, I'm sure. <laughs> Kane hangs He's Rob not. up on the top. What? He's unbelievable. <laughs> what about uh, what about um, Rip Rip Thunder? <laughs> <laughs> Neither of those men are there. Was Zeus even alive in 2003? Yes. He was in a dark night in 2009. I fucking dare you! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, rude. (laughs) He looks pretty kick-ass in the WWE game. Have you gotten that downloadable yet? I did, but I haven't played as him yet. He looks so cool. I've been playing as Wade Wade Barrett. I've been reviving his career. I cannot believe that he's put in as a legend. He is a legend. He's not a legend. Oh, my God. (laughs) What has he ever done? The Nexus. It failed. <laughs> but for like a couple months, it was the best shit going. For a couple weeks. The core. Life. Remember the core? No. United <laughs> Kingdom or whatever the fuck his stable with uh, Seamus was. Come also, on. Also, no. Oh, my God. He's not a Five-time IC t- champ. Jesus I will fight you. <laughs> He's injured for seven years out of his eight-year career. <laughs> no. 
most he ever got <laughs> over was when he was on a podium. Top five European wrestlers. Good God. Really? Top That's five. That's a huge disservice. Top five. I can name about 20 Regal, before I get to fucking... Sheamus, Drew. Sheamus. Wade. What? Who else is in there? What? <laughs> Who, g- give me... All right. Give me... Give me... Give me five that should be above Wade Barrett. Okay. William Regal, Dave Taylor, Finley, who is technically... Yeah, uh, yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. No. Kendo Nagasaki, Adrian Street. Adrian Street, my good sir. Big Daddy. <laughs> no. You've never seen Big no. Daddy? No. Drew McIntyre is in there. I'll, give it to I'll you. get. Uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre is definitely in and there. How is Finley not in there? But you're gonna put Sheamus in there. <laughs> Sheamus has has a way better career than Fit Finley. Fit Finley has been around for like twenty five. I don't care years. how long he's been around. Sheamus is going on like what fifteen now. He's so a hell of a lot more than Wade fucking no. Barrett. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh when God. I saw him on GM mode, I went and I turned him inactive. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> Match six. I don't know. He's, he's, he's lucky that the downloads are free. All right. He's lucky that I got the fucking the, the, the thing pack, the season pass. Otherwise, his ass oh would not God. have been put in. Also, the season pass was terrible, but that's a story for another day. Honestly, honestly. I was thinking we should do we should do GM mode. We should. That would be do fun. That together. That would be fun. And that uh, colossal tussle tandem. The colossal tussle to GM war. mode. Yes, I like that. We'll, I have like to, that. we'll have to see about the logistics. Like <laughs> as long as I can make Wade, make Wade Barrett uh, a manager, that's all. The manager? Yeah. Yeah, you do that. He sure as hell isn't worth a damn as a wrestler. (laughs) After that brief side intermission, (laughs) that brief debate, now we can get back in to Kane versus RVD. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Kane hangs Rob up on the top rope and uh, out to the floor they go. Rob with a moonsault off the guardrail. Very impressive. Kane recovers and off the steel post goes RVD. Kane gets a ladder out and RVD uses it as a catapult into Kane's face and then comes off with a top rope karate kick. Rolling Thunder attempt, but is caught by Kane. Uh, but RVD is able to get out of it when then a crossbody over the top go both men. <clears throat> Outside, both men fight as Kane sets up the steel stairs. Back inside, a heel kick by RVD. And <laughs> Jim Ross, uh, he is really selling the monster Kane. He's just like, this hideous, smelly monster. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember when he was inches away from my face and I was getting that heinous, stinky breath. Oh, no wonder Kane's angry. Look how they talk about him. Poor guy. Uh, RVD is tossed over the top rope and his face hits off the steel steps on the outside. To the ladder goes Kane and he's able to use it, nailing it off of the face of Ruvida. Kane works over RVD for a little bit until RVD moves in with a reversal and uh, manages to land a reverse in Zagiri. 
his offense doesn't last very long, though. A top rope clothesline to the outside misses, and Kane hits off of the barricade. Kane is able to recover outside, lands a DDT on the floor. Steps in hand, but a drop toe holds Kane. And a drop kick sends Kane over the rail into mm -hmm. crowd. A spinning leg drop classic RVD is able to hit. RVD grabs a chair and a rolling thunder back inside the ring. Uh, Kane sits right on up. <laughs> sits right up after that. So he gets a drop kick to the face with the chair. The fan terminator, as it's called. Uh, RVD sets up for the coast to coast. Mm -hmm. I was wondering why Shane McMahon didn't do it in his match. That's normally one of his things. But of course, but what, it's because RVD is going to be doing it. But too. was that his thing back then, yes. like in 2003? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yes, indeed it was. Uh, but he misses the coast to coast. Kane rolls out of the ring. So RVD eats shit. And then outside, Tombstone on the steel steps rolls him back in. And Kane wins. Oh, God. Yes. It was a fine match, but oddly, it was a little bit of a quiet crowd uh, up until the chair action. <clears throat> so the last the last maybe three minutes of the match was yeah. when people got into it. Otherwise, it was actually quite quiet. So, uh, But yeah, it was fine. Just fine. That's, that's the theme for this pay-per-view. Hmm. Nothing on this pay-per-view has been terrible. No. It's just been fine. It's been fine. It's been decent. Yes. Uh, Terry, backstage, tries to interview a bloodied and <laughs> beaten Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Looks like he's just come back from the oh Second World God. War. <laughs> he has all the dry blood on his face. Yeah. Good God. Uh, Terry gets thrown out of the locker room. He says, are you stupid? Are you blonde? Or both? Get out of here. <laughs> And then here comes Linda McMahon. Yeah. Doesn't say a word. Has a big smile on her face. Walks in. The lightest slap ever. It's not every McMahon can be great. Bless her. She's not a performer. <laughs> she's not. And they, they tried. Like, if you remember the, the, the 2000s, they tried their oh, best. Certainly. But she just, she was, she was just she, awful. She was used a lot. She was just awful. Yeah, never really, uh, never really did well. Yeah, with it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, main event time. It is the world title elimination chamber. Triple H defends against Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, Kevin Nash, who's blonde for some reason. Uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels and Goldberg. I wonder who's going to win a pay-per-view match mm. featuring Triple H. Yeah, because uh, tri uh, Triple H has injured his cock before this match. <laughs> well, what happened? I'm just going to say that for the listeners once again. Uh, Triple H has an injured cock. Heading into this one. How do you know this? Because he's <laughs> he's got an injured groin muscle. Oh. Yeah. He's got a he's got a torn groin. Oh, you meant like something happened like backstage that I wasn't aware of. Something like something happened to his cough. Oh my god. I no, I think the groin means like his 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 balls. Mm -hmm. Like his And his cock. No. 
Are you telling me that if something happens to your balls, you're going to be like, no, but my penis is fine, though. Yeah, if someone kicks you in the balls, that doesn't mean your dick's broken. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I said injured. Oh, my God. I would argue that my penis is not in 100% shape. I mean, it's in decent enough shape. If only your your groin is hurt. I would say that uh, my my dick is my groin. No, because what's the? Isn't there a professional thing for the for your dick? Isn't it like cock? No, <laughs> <laughs> your doctor isn't gonna come up to you and be like, "Yeah, your cock's broken." You're gonna be like your your penile or whatever. Your <laughs> listen. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. If he has an injured something, groin. Something down there is not at full capacity. Fair, fair. All right. Uh, his cock is in pain, and <laughs> here we go. Uh, <laughs> Triple H is ready to politic his way to victory. Uh, Chris Jericho <laughs> and HBK start the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, a cross-body roll-through by Sean. Classic chain-style wrestling by each man. Looking for a quick pin. A slap from Chris Jericho. Sean gives it back in kind. A bulldog and lion salt combo, but HBK moves. So it's crazy that on the 20th anniversary of this show, mm. Chris Jericho still wrestling in meaningful matches. Still going. That's crazy. Still going. That's crazy. Because... If you think Triple H retired, mm -hmm. Kevin Nash retired, yeah. Goldberg retired, yeah. Sean retired, yeah. Orton has a bad back, mm -hmm. and Jericho's still fucking kicking. Jericho's Jesus. Still going. still going at a high level against Will Ospreay. Damn. What a time. Orton is in next with a crossbody off the top rope to start. An inseguri by Chris Jericho to Shawn Michaels. Orton is the first one to taste the steel with a backdrop by Chris Jericho over the top. A bitty slam onto the steel as well. Dropping him with that bitty slam. Walls of Jericho on HBK. And here we go. Big Sexy wanders in. <laughs> Drops Orton before picking him up and tossing him into the steel wall. Uh, long darts Chris Jericho into this chamber. Uh, Jericho's face is grinded into the steel and he is cut open. Nash gets in. Sidewalk slam to Randy Orton. Goes for the jackknife powerbomb but gets a super kick. Chris Jericho rolls him up. Bing, bang, boom. Kevin Nash has earned $50,000 for a minute and a half <laughs> worth of work. <laughs> Which was interesting. I didn't think they would eliminate him that quick. <laughs> I think they, I thought they were gonna yeah. let him be in the match a little long. since because this is like the perfect match because he doesn't have to do that much moving, <laughs> and this is the match you guys decide to get him out of there early. Okay. Well, he's not right. taking a spear or a jackhammer from Goldberg. All right, he's not that's doing fair. that anymore. That's yeah, that's he, fair. That's he fair. did it in the nineties. He's not doing it again. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Nash is eliminated. Triple H's pod is open. He is the next to enter, but he gets the sweet chin music before he even gets out. And Triple H is out of commission. Nash then powerbomb galore. One to Chris Jericho. Mm -hmm. One to Randy Orton. And he is out of there. And uh, I gotta get my heat back, brother. I'll, I'll take your finish. I'll take your finish, Sean. But that I'm gonna like... You know, like just drop a couple people with some jackknife 
and uh, get my heat back so that me and Jericho kind of have a little something coming out of the back of it, you know. Nobody's going to believe Chris Jericho can beat me unless, you know, make me look a little good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Kevin Nash, now that I got you here, why why didn't you decide to, to take a uh, jackknife from Goldberg? Because uh, we already got their money, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an, that's an amazing impression of fucking Kevin Nash. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> So with both men down, Sean is a, uh, he fails to pin either man. Um, all three men get up. They start throwing some hands uh, until, here we go. Goldberg. 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 <laughs> and he comes in and he cleans some house. Yeah. The crowd is actually electric for Goldberg coming in. Oh, yeah. It's Goldberg. Uh, well, it's, it's you know, cool. he's been back for four months and we're only just now talking about it. <laughs> he hasn't been doing a goddamn thing for four months. Oh, just fucking fighting Christian so, and shit. So, yeah. Uh, press slam into a spine buster to Orton. Double clothesline takes out Y2J and HBK. A spear and Orton is gone. Missile drop kick, but only gets a two count for Jericho. Press slam all the way to the chamber wall and then a spear through the chamber pod. To a huge pop. Yeah. And Jericho's bleeding like crazy after this. Yes, yes. Sean with a flying forearm and an elbow drop to Goldberg. Sweet chin music attempt, but a spear. Jackhammer. By God. Pinfall. Jericho is all that is left in the way. Another spear, a jackhammer, and goodbye Chris Jericho. It's at this point that Triple H has recovered in his pod. And Flair closes the door with his legs, <laughs> trying to hold it closed, give Goldberg the finger. He's like, you're not getting a Triple H. It's not happening. Fuck you. And Goldberg then just breaks the glass open. Yeah. Punches his way into the pod. <laughs> Beats down Triple H a little bit. Uh, grinds his face all over the cage wall. Uh, Triple H, of course, gets a little bit of offense in. Throws Goldberg into the chamber. Goldberg doesn't sell a lick of it. <laughs> uh, gets clotheslined down. Uh, then they get thrown into the ring, and Goldberg sets up for the spear, and Ric Flair slides in the sledgehammer. Slides it right into Triple H, and uh, nails Goldberg in the face. One, two, three, bing, bang, boom. Triple H wins. <laughs> you know, you... <sighs> You know what's so disappointing about this Triple H reign of terror <laughs> is that all these feuds had potential to make make him have one of the best runs in wrestling. Mm. But the fact that every goddamn finish was so just demoralizing. Mm. Like every Triple H feud from this era is like they start a feud. It goes great. People are into it. It's decent. Mm -hmm. Pay-per-view time happens. Triple H wins for okay. reasons. Yes. Like, it's not even like... Like, even in this in this match, the whole match is set up. Like, if you're a booker, this whole match is set up mm -hmm. for Goldberg to yes. finally get his hands on Triple H, yes. spear, jackknife, win the title. Yeah. But yeah. then last minute... 
sledgehammer and then everyone's just like, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it's just like, it, it's so, like, it's so weird. Everyone, it's like the sole purpose of everyone in this match, aside from Kevin Nash, <laughs> is there to make Goldberg look like a fucking killer. Because once Triple H comes yeah. in, now everyone's going to be like, oh shit. Yeah, it's it's over. Yeah, Triple and, H is injured. Triple H should just drop the belt here. There's no reason for him to keep it. There's literally no reason. Like, there's no financial reason. Yep. There's no like, if I can keep it here, I can heal. You for have the excuse month. of the injury. Uh, yeah, like like it's everything is just like send the crowd home happy. Mm -hmm. It's the main event. Mm -hmm. Uh, instead, we get a post-match beatdown with Evolution. And it's the same shit with uh, the Booker T feud. Yeah. Great feud. Yeah. It's getting set up for the babyface to get his comeuppance on the, on the heel that said all these nasty things. Yeah. And then Triple H wins reasons. For reasons. Yeah. For reasons. And it's like, because like Sean doesn't get... Any offense, like considerable offense, Jericho gets nothing, Randy gets nothing, like none of these people. Nash is in there for a minute. <laughs> Nash is not there. It's just Goldberg killing these people. Yep. Just killing them. And it's like, okay, like you're taking out the legend Shawn Michaels mm -hmm. and like two moves, unbelievable, never been happening before. You take out Randy Orton, the defense, the, the last line of defense for Triple H, down, done. Chris Jericho, like former world champion, gets killed in a matter of moments. You put him through the pod for God's sake. Like yeah. you, you beat the shit out of Jericho. <laughs> And, and then it's it's down to you and Triple H, but you can't get into the pod, yeah. so you just break the pod, break the pod to snatch him like out of there. Like, it's all just, like... It's perfectly set up. Made yep. For Goldberg. And I don't like Goldberg. I never have. I don't think he's a legend either. But from a storyline... everything there mm -hmm. is just, like, put the belt on him. Yep. But no. One sledgehammer shot... After taking no offense, like no pedigree, no sweet chin music, no yep. nothing, no RKO even, no jackknife, he's good. he literally did not suffer any offense other than a flying forearm and an elbow. That's it. And one sledgehammer shot, done. That's it. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he, and the, the crazy shit is that he's like, I was watching uh, the network the other day. He still does. He was still doing that till his very last match because the Sting match, everything was set up for Sting to have this amazing win yeah. finally mm -hmm. at WrestleMania and the right. company that he had this feud with. Mm -hmm. And nope, nope, Triple H wins for yeah. reasons. Yeah. Triple H is retired. There's no reason for him to win, nope. anyways. Nope. But he just wins. Just wins. And it's like, man. You know, it's like him versus Taker in the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, he had right. to be carried out, like yeah. you know, Taker's final moments. Like, no, you, you got to yeah. carry me out. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, man! Let some other guys have a, have their moment. No Jesus. kidding, like very like self-absorbed. Oh my God, is the best kind of thing for the end. Triple H's only, or at least management's only reason for it was, oh. 
well, we want, you know, Goldberg to win proper over Triple H. Wanted to be one on one. The time is not right, brother. Then stop you booking know? yourselves into a corner. Just mm-hmm. don't book him in the Elimination Chamber yeah. match. Uh, man, uh, very demoralizing ending. Yeah. Um, yeah, just not a very good one. Uh, Goldberg is left bloodied and beaten, which you never <laughs> see Goldberg doing. That's how you want the, the future challenger to look. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, again, I can't stress this enough, no offense. Mm-hmm. He did not take a single beating. It would be different if he like started his number one. Oh my and, god! And like he was still a killer, but just the numbers kept getting him. Yeah, like you would get flurries of of badassery, but every entrant would just wear him down more and more. But he still killed everybody. Yeah, except yeah. for Triple H at the end. Maybe that would have because been the, yeah, because then you can do the whole heel thing where it's like yeah, he only won, but that's because yeah. everyone else wore him down exactly, type of right? thing. Like, yeah. And and you can still have all of those spots of going through the pie mm-hmm. and killing everybody in the end and the mm-hmm. flurry and all that. But just like because he's there first. But I understand, you know, Goldberg is he's not uh he's not the sixty minute man. <laughs> no, but that's that's not even because you could you you could literally like instead of having Nash come in third, you have him come in third. Yeah, something. You know, and Jericho and uh HBK work him over yeah. and then he just sits in a corner for like a little bit. While they get rid of Nash and all that stuff, like there's so many other ways that you could have booked this. It's just it's a fucked up way to end no. to end the pay per view, man. Holy no, shit! But good heavens, um, there we go. So that was the show, and now we move on to match of the night, standout star, the overall show winner. Yep, and the grade. We started off with the match of the night. Who do you have for me and why, Just Young? I think you already know who I'm going for. Mm. Kurt versus Brock. Mm. Loved it. Mm. Uh, great match. Uh, standout star. I got Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Overall show grade, it's a three. Uh. This was a decent pay-per-view. I, the, the, again, because we, we, we've been reviewing this era, my expectations were a little bit higher, yes. especially coming off of Vengeance. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, now you're going to add another uh, another brand. It's only up from here. Second biggest show of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't live up to, to my expectations. Uh, the opening match with uh, La Resistance versus the Dudleys was cool. Mm-hmm. The interference was whatever. They didn't really build too much to it because we only got we only saw the guy interfere like the week prior, so there mm-hmm. wasn't really too much mm-hmm. build up. And the fact that we didn't even know who the fuck the guy is, so that would that ending was kind of was kind of a train versus Undertaker was a very slow slow match. <laughs> Bischoff and Shane, I couldn't can't even call it a match. But and the whole coachman thing was just <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, man, like everything, like everything in the show was decent. But aside from Kurt versus Brock, ah, Kane versus RVD was also good. Mm-hmm. The Fatal Four was really good, mm-hmm. and 
I even the elimination chamber, like I've seen almost every elimination chamber. This was like the shortest one I can think of. Yeah, one of the shorter. Like yeah. it didn't even feel like a proper elimination uh, elimination chamber match. So, it, you know what? I'm going with a two. Fuck <laughs> it. it went it went down as I was speaking about it. I'm giving it a fucking two. That's my Fair that's my show. And your show winner, uh, Raw. Yeah. I I really didn't feel SmackDown's presence on this on this card that much. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, so Fair I'm gonna go Raw. There you go. What do you got for me, buddy? I'm going with the U.S. title, Fatal Four Way. Okay. Indeed, I thought the four men in the match complemented each other really well. All four styles seemed to mesh well together, and everybody got time to kind of pair off with one another. You mm -hmm. had Rhino and Eddie, you had Benoit Tajiri, then you had Eddie and Benoit, Rhino Tajiri, then you had Tajiri and, like, Rhino for a bit. Like, it was just a great but synergy. But that's the beauty of actually giving your your matches uh, uh, a proper build, mm. because... In the last couple months, all these these four men have either faced each other or yes. been in a tag team mm -hmm. uh, with the other person, so they they have that chemistry just. Exactly. And in yeah. this match, it was you can you can tell because they were just fucking flowing. They were yeah. just I don't even think they wrote anything down. They just were fucking yeah. freestyling this. It one. seemed it <laughs> seemed perfectly good, so yep. smooth. Everyone fantastic. was in sync, and yeah. Just overall tremendous match. It was the only one that really was like, oh. Mm -hmm. And because I don't remember it fully, I, I had a genuine, like, I love oh, those. shit. I like, love those. I yeah, absolutely yeah. thought that was the finish, and it wasn't. And I was like, oh, wow, that's yeah. that actually got me. That's my favorite thing about doing these reviews, that, like, there, there will be times where, like, you know what's going to happen, yeah. but there's a couple pay-per-views that you don't really remember. Mm -hmm. And so certain things will catch you off guard. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and the standout star for me, oddly enough, is Goldberg tonight. Uh, mainly because he looked like a sensational star. Mm -hmm. A sensational star. And that chamber was built for Goldberg tonight. Yeah. The structure of the match, everything about it was Goldberg. And uh, nonsensical finish aside... <laughs> Nonsensical finish aside, Goldberg was the star of that match. He got For a second, it looked like you were just about to flip this whole table. <laughs> yeah, because like it just makes no sense to finish, and I stand by that. I don't think it 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 makes sense then, and I certainly don't think it makes sense now. But Goldberg was an absolute killer in this match. He was the one that's getting the biggest ovation, the biggest pops for all of his stuff. Looked like a killer, booked well, held his own. Just the finish killed it, but, you know, that's not his fault. Yeah. As for the show winner, I am giving it to Raw as well. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown does have the match of the night, but in terms of character work, in terms of storylines, all that stuff. There's more there. Raw, head and shoulders better, and, of course, the WWE title match mm -hmm. fell short for me. Really boring, so, eh. As much as I would like to give it, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that Raw was more entertaining for me by far. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so the overall show grade for me is a three. It is okay. Perfectly, it's a fine show. It's just fine. It's That's fine. It's fine. Right. Uh, La Resistance and the Dudleys, I enjoyed. Uh, 
I, I was fine with it. Undertaker and A-Train was the only real dud for me, where I was like, this is boring on another level. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then you had uh, Shane and Eric Bischoff, which just lifted my mood, <laughs> and I kind of coasted on that for the rest of the show. I'm not going to lie to you. That was a little adrenaline boost you needed to so. get you through it. And that's, that's, that's what I needed, and that took me far. Yeah. The U.S. Fatal 4-Way, fantastic. Um, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm, uh, technically mm-hmm. gifted, but a little boring for me. Um and then, of course, you have Kane and RBD, which was great for me. I was I was happy with it. Mm-hmm. And the Elimination Chamber uh, was what it was. So <laughs> It was a match. Yes, it was. <laughs> and uh, we'll see where it goes from here as we move on to No Mercy, uh, where, again, it'll be Brock Lesnar, who is now champion, mm-hmm. and he will be defending against The Undertaker. In mm-hmm. a biker chain on a pole. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Biker chain on a pole, man. <laughs> Listen, a co- <laughs> you know I can't even be talking because a couple episodes back I said we needed more matches with stuff mm-hmm. on a pole. So and what we've all come to see: McManus reaching its apex. Oh boy. Vince McMahon taking on his daughter Stephanie McMahon. In an I quit match. <laughs> Loser gets fired. Ooh. Loser is out of here. Uh, we also get Zach Gowen. So for all the Zach Gowen fans, he's back. Yeah. He's back on our TV screens against That's version it. one, yes. Matt Hardy. Yes. Plus many, many more. So I am very interested to come in and check that out. And maybe, maybe not. We'll be stopping off on SmackDown. <laughs> We're an Iron Man. Now. Twitter, come on, do your thing. Twitter, do we your shall, thing. We shall see. <laughs> I think we've got a couple of polls that we'll be putting up. Yep, yep. But be that as it may, until then, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Colossal Puzzle Podcast SummerSlam 2003 review. Mm-hmm. As always, like, rate, review subscribe and share us around we are on all the platforms every single one of them such as spotify apple music audible stitcher while it's still here Mm -hmm. uh youtube youtube make sure you guys go to youtube at the colossal tussle subscribe you guys can do all the comments likes we're going to have a lot of dope stuff on the YouTube channel, so make sure you guys go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, I mean, we've got all sorts. Every, every. All sorts and every avenue. Every. So you can check us out. There's wherever you can find a podcast. Absolutely. Just go to the, where it says search. Mm-hmm. You click search, mm-hmm. and then you type in the Colossal Tussle. And then you will hear our lovely voices come up right away. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you that don't have fingers, you can always use voice activation. Uh... <laughs> and if you happen to not have fingers or a voice. If you, if you don't happen to have a voice, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know why you're listening to this. I think you've got bigger fish to fry. (laughs) (laughs) SummerSlam 2003 shouldn't be your priority. (laughs) 
But we appreciate your listenership anyway. Thank you very much. I hate it. <laughs> and on that lovely note, if you'd like us charismatic enigmas to sponsor anything that you have, please send us an email at colossaltusslepod at gmail.com. That is colossaltusslepod at gmail.com. Send us an email if you wish for us to sponsor, and we will do anything. We will plug, <laughs> rate, review, do all of that fun stuff for you. Yep, yep. So, for Just John, I am KJ Johnson, and until our next review, number 40, I might Holy add, shit. Mm-hmm, we did it. We are out. Life is so strange. When you don't know, how can you tell where you're going to? You can't be sure of any situation.